This is... It's my show. But not my show. What's up? Over there, this is Luando from Active FM. This is my show, but not my show, with my man Musa. And we are together, you know. We have an interesting topic that we're gonna be talking about, similar to the one that we had last week. I'm Luando, we both from South Africa. Obviously, we don't stay like in one place, I stay in the place where you know, called South Hills, it's in Johannesburg, it falls under Johannesburg in South Africa. As I always say, you know, I love of sport, I love, you know, creatures, uh, nature, I love, you know, uh, rockets, I love space. You know, that's why I love rockets, because rockets, they take you to the space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love cars, I love anything that has to do with speed. And there's just something that I don't love, but I laugh. <laughs> it's like saying, this is my show, but not my show. Something I love, but I, I don't laugh. The height, yo, I'm telling you. Take me today, like, once went to one building with my sisters, it was my birthday. Uh, it's called uh, Carlton Center building. So it actually gives you the whole view of Johannesburg. And there we are on top and you can see down. I didn't even want to come close because I don't like height. I, I really don't like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just one thing I want to overcome. Hi there. Welcome to Not My Show. I hope you, you get blessed and I hope you listen and have a fabulous time, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to hand off to Lando, but before I hand over, I am Musa the Blues Man. And I'm from Johannesburg and thank you for tuning into the show and Lando will say more. Active FM. Active FM. Active FM. Active Active FM. Radio has never been better. Last week we spoke about what is your favorite miracle that Jesus Christ did. You know, and we also spotted out the South Africans man's favorite miracle turning water into wine. I think it's just the main thing in the whole world. So this week we're actually looking at what is your favorite parable that Jesus ever gave to the crowds, to his disciples. What is your favorite parables, you know? And Musa will be giving his, I will be giving mine. And very interesting, what I love about these things, you know, they teach us so much. So, like, if you look at the first parable, it's a parable of my favorite. So this is my favorite. I love the parable of the sower, where it's, it's kind of famous, you know, uh, where Jesus Christ speaks of a man and this man, he's a sower, he has seeds, so he goes to the field to plant. So some of these, you know, uh, are seeds, they fall on this ground. You know what I'm saying? And when they fall on the ground, the birds, they come take away the seed. And some of them, they fall on the rocky ground. So that means on top, there's this, you know, soil, but underneath it, there's a rock. So they start, you know, 
growing and you can see the plants but when now the seeds actually you know get to the rock that means the roots cannot go deeper the seeds now dies and you also have the seeds that falls into the thorny ground and where now these seeds get choked by the thorns but you also have like these seeds that fall on the good soil good soil and remember that these are different grounds your rocky ground your thorny ground and then your good soil they all represent their heart you know what i'm saying that the word of god it's preached to many people but you know not all hearts receives you know this seed the word of god why because of different hearts that we have as people and the question is which heart you know as a person do you have you know what I'm saying and sometimes as people we we very different there are people you in the past and they can just say whatever <laughs> they can just say whatever I mean you can see when you preach to people it's like hey how are you yeah um, you know uh, there's this man called Jesus he died for you on the cross and other people they will appreciate I want to know more about this person tell me about other people like you know this is actually the list of my list of my problems and some they start swearing at you, some they stab you, some they pour you with wine, whatever. Why? Because of different hearts. You know what I'm saying? And what happens is that what we learn about is that but if your heart is not a heart that chokes the word of God, that just destroys, that says, you know, I don't want you in my life, and but your heart is a, is a good heart, not a rocky heart, because sometimes, you know, we receive the word of God, and, like, try this thing, go to church, two weeks, and like, you know, stop, this thing doesn't work for me, the world is more nicer, and what happens is that you just sort of change for a moment, the next thing, you just give up on Jesus, but if you are someone who has a good heart good heart for the word of god what happens is that you will actually see god do so many amazing things in your life god moving and god blessing you you know god actually changing your life god becoming your everything and changing even your people in your family changing your family bring unity in your marriage bringing you know your children into right track and bringing as i said unity into your family you know what i'm saying and really giving you as a family you know big dreams start working as a team so there are many things that god can actually do you know what i'm saying so that's the good thing i learned about that most important thing is that we go to heaven you know what i'm saying and then you have now this parable this one to be honest moves my heart this is the best parable and it moves my heart and it speaks about a merchant so this guy he owns many things he has many things businesses and all that but one day he actually visited the land and when he visited the land he found this land it was the land of pearls and what he decided this land meant so much to him it was so much of value that he went back and he sold everything he had and he took that money to buy this land but guess what i've never seen it in that way i always thought that you know it's actually referring to us to say you know when you find jesus you give up everything for jesus but it's actually the other way to say you know jesus is actually that making you know as he came to earth as he wandered you know with his eyes he looked down on earth and he saw the people you know what i'm saying and he saw us in his mind stuff like that and jesus christ actually decided that you know i'm gonna give up everything i would give up my life 
Why? Because he found this special, important thing, great thing, which is me and you, to a point that God decided to give up everything just to have us. That God sold everything just to have us. You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of love that God has for us. That's actually the value that we are to Him. And I would actually link this with something that moved me, that you know when you, let's say you love phone, maybe your latest phone, iPhone or your Samsung or your Huawei whatever it is you know your best phone that you like and it just came out and what happens is that when you want your phone you wanna pay an amount that is the value of the phone it's the same thing you know when Jesus died for us Jesus paid for our lives he paid for our souls so that we can be saved from sin, from Satan, from the bondages of Satan, from chains. You know what I'm saying? But Christ didn't buy us, you know, with money. Christ didn't buy us, you know, with apartments. Christ didn't buy us with rivers, with trees, or with clothes, or do trading, you know, with food. But Christ decided that, you know, He's going to pay for us with His life, with His blood, with His bread, with His relationship with God. You know, with His existence. Why? Because to Him, we are much more of value than food we are much more of value than eating than money than you know apartments than land and anything else you, you know what I'm saying that's how much Jesus actually loves so that's why I love this parable and I'll give you now this is the last one it's more about patience it's very deeper because it's something that can summarize the Bible and what happens is, is here you actually have you have this land owner and in the morning around 9 very in the morning he goes to the marketplace interesting <laughs> he goes to the marketplace and he, he shows people you know you know people will, will wait by the marketplace to be hired for that day for you know these people who own land and all that to come around and hire them so he goes there around he sees people he hires them and then he brings them to the field and then he agrees with them that i'm gonna pay you this amount you know what i'm saying and then he goes around the market and he sees these people he takes them he brings them to the field and they start working and he agrees that he's gonna pay them this amount and then he goes again around you know 12 he does the same thing he goes around you know 3 he does the same thing he goes around 5 he does the same thing and then he goes around you know 6 7 and then he still finds people and then he brings in these people <laughs> He brings in these people into the field to work and what happened is that some of them is like they only work like for an hour. Some people only work for an hour. Other people started in the morning working, sweating. But what happened is that it's obvious that when people they were working, they saw other people coming late and started working. And in their hearts, they had that, you know, expectation to say, you know, we're going to get more paid than these guys. You know what I'm saying? And the time came when they had to knock out and they had to be paid. And they expected this amount, so much amount, but they were given an amount that, you know, was agreed on. But also when they saw now these people who came late being given the same amount, they started complaining, you know, and the landowner was like, you know, 
but I haven't done anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? I've given you the amount that I've agreed with you that I will give you after your work hours. And if I decide with my money to be gracious to these people, then I do as I want because it's my money. But the question is, to be honest, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? What would you do with this one? And I want to tell you something. The people, you need to understand the people that came late. He found them in the market around five. It was late. But you need to understand, though he found them in the market around five, but you need to understand that those people didn't get to the market around five. Those people, they got to the market, you know what, around seven, six in the morning, like the other guys. But guess what? These guys, they were so patient. Even when it seems like it was becoming late, even when they saw it was becoming late, but they were so patient. You know what I'm saying? When everyone was gone, but they still waited, they still had faith. You know what I'm saying? And that's actually the thing, you know, as Christians, is that even when things, they seem late, even when hours have actually went by, but we can't give up, we still need to know that God can never forsake us. God can never fail us. And I think that's actually the beauty of it, is that these people, they had so much faith. Even when it started becoming dark, people they were done working, you know, going home, they're not even employed yet, but they still believe that something greater can happen. And when you have that much faith in the Lord, God is really pleased. Okay, guys, um, my favorite parable is the parable that is in Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. It's from Matthew 13. I'm going to read majority of it. I'll tell you where I stop. So let me start with verse 1. Matthew 13 verse 1 says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such loud crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop of a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. That was the parable 9 verse 10. The disciples came to him. They asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Those seeing, they do not see. Those hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's hearts had become closed. 
they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. So now starting from verse 19, this is what the, the parable meant. This is my favorite part of it. So Matthew 13 verse 19 says, When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed sown along the path. Verse 20, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Verse 21. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Verse 22. The seed falling amongst the thorns uh, refers to someone who hears the word, but, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears and understands the word. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown. It goes on uh, when you when you read further on because that, that passage that I just read now that was verse uh, 1 to verse 23 that's about the parable of the sower. It goes on to the parable of the weeds which uh, works hand in hand I'm just going to touch on it, but not going to uh, explain much of it. So it says, uh, verse 24, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed seeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weed come from? 28. An enemy did this, he replied. The servant asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them out? Verse 29. No, he answered, because while you're pulling the weeds, you may uproot the weeds that come that come with them. Uh, let's both grow together until the harvest, and that time I will tell the harvesters with uh, first collect the weeds and tie them up in bundles to be burned then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn okay so basically this is my favorite one this is the parable of the wheat simply because it starts off the kingdom of god is like a man who sows good seed in a field so there's good seeds in the field but now there's an enemy that puts weeds in the field now you know weeds kill the seeds you know it, it kills them uh, the servants, the owner's servant came and asked him, Sir, don't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? So haven't you noticed in life, a lot of people question God, saying, why is this happening? Why does this happen? Why was that? Why Why did you do this? Why did you do that? A lot of people question, but don't understand. The owner replied, saying, an enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, don't you want us to go and pull them up? So if you look at it, if you pull the weeds out, what happens is the whole, the whole plant or whatever that's growing will come out with it from the root. So the, the servant answers no, because while you're pulling the weeds, 
you may uproot the weeds with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. When I read that, let both grow together with the harvest, it makes me picture, I don't know if you'd understand, but it makes me picture, personally, it makes me picture forgiveness, mercy. Let them grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters first, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. So basically, the let's grow together is giving a chance to grow. If you look at it in human terms, in human terms, you can get both a guy that is um, you can get someone that's bad seed and you can get someone that's good seed. Someone that's 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 in for the bad stuff. Someone that's in for the good stuff. So if you if you uh, get this concept of the bad person and the good person. Now that bad person is growing with the good person, but uh, then the servant asks, uh, can just eliminate this bad person and let the good person only? But now what is being said here is that no, let them grow together. And what I picture is them growing together is giving the, the bad guy to, to um, it's giving a, yeah, the bad guy to, to change his ways. Yeah, so then there will be more bad, good guys, you know, you get, I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense, but that's how I picture it mostly. Yeah, when what the the previous parable I read about the seeds and all that. Um, my question at the end of what I'm talking about now is what what kind of seed are you? Are you the seed growing on um, the path? Are you the seed growing on the rocky places? Are you the seed growing uh, by shallow soil when the sun comes, it scorches it? Are you the seed? that falls among stones and that or you are or are you the good seed that grows and, and multiplies and that see you, you you're the only person who can determine what kind of seed you are because you as a person can only change you uh, can change yourself with the help of god no one can force you to change it has to be a decision from you so what kind of seed are you are you going to be that seed that dies are you going to be that seed that that gets burnt by the sun or you're gonna be that seed that prospers that whatever they do prospers so i encourage you to choose the seed that's prosperous because that's what jesus has called us to be and if you look at if you look at it in another concept what kind of seed are you bringing out what kind of people are you talking to are you talking to people that the word will just vanish quickly or are you talking to people that's they they good soil so don't get discouraged when evangelizing because there are different kinds of people as long as the seed is sown let God do the growing. That's what I'm going to end with. Thank you. Let me hand over to Luando now. stream Reactive's very own The Movement album on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Reactive is a movement. Yes, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's a moment. It's never too late for God. You can pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please, Lord, live in me 
is I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. You died, you were raised from the dead, taken to heaven, and right now you are seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for me. Amen. Don't forget to visit our website www.activefm.co. All those that our Facebook page forward slash at activefm triple seven. Our Instagram page at activefm triple seven. Our Twitter at activefm. God bless you. I hope you had a great, awesome revelation today of our favorite parables. Yeah, Rando's favorite parable is very interesting and deep too. So uh, anyways, if you want to come in contact with us, you can catch us on Facebook, Active FM. You can catch us on Instagram, Active FM, Triple Seven. You can catch us on Twitter, Active FM. You can catch us on TikTok, Active FM. Yeah, just uh, share your thoughts and yeah, we'll get back to you. Thank you. Active FM. Radio has never been better.